BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Oh, wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street now. There you go. Yep, there you go. Now, here's your host. I'll yeah, fight host. you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. Welcome. It is Monday, August 30th, 2021. The show comes to you from the Back Alley Comedy Club studio. Uh, Back Alley Comedy. I'm sh- I screwed that up already. That's like old. The Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I got one job. This is how it's going to be today. Dumbass. I mean, Back Alley isn't even known as Back Alley anymore. It's known as Full House Comedy. Anyway, of course, this is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day, Monday through Friday. Um, so, yes, how to get the show, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, like it, share it, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Friday, I delivered, uh, well, we helped my daughter move off to college. I've had uh, a lot of interactions with people who said, uh, well, how are you doing with that? And I'm like, I don't know what people are expecting. Uh, I mean, I. You're seeing your kids grow up. I don't know. For some reason, this doesn't get me. Maybe it's because she's not far. Like, you know, half an hour away tops. But uh, several people are like, oh, my God, you're, you're empty nesters. Now, well, we're not. I mean, it's, it's not. Okay. It's, it's, it's a setup where, you know, 
when they go off to college, the fact that they come home 350 times, it's not the same as like uh, suddenly them just leaving and then that's it. You know? And besides, when you get to the point that we're at now with my youngest going off to college, as a parent, you've had it. You are push to the maximum. You are like, I love you, but thank God you are gone. Thank God. Now, the little bump in the road here is, uh, I mean, not like we didn't have freedoms before to do what we wanted. I mean, if you had a baby, yes, I would think that you're like, oh, boy. You know, I mean, it's, it's so much uh, more different to uh, uh, for people who have young children. Okay, Uh, nothing really changes for us here at the household because of, you know, the dogs and uh, my wife's brother who lives with us for the rest of his life. So uh, we will never like be empty nesters where we're sitting here around the house like, uh, well, uh, what do we do now? I mean, I could see that. If uh, like she went off far away to college and I'm not going to see her again until like Christmas, you know, it's not like that at all. So we drive over to the college move in day is, uh, it's pretty big and it's, it's like 100 degrees where we were. In fact, uh, if you were to look at the, uh, heat index, that's the, okay, in the wintertime, you got wind chill factor. In the summertime, you've got heat index. Heat index calculator. So you take the air temperature, and then you uh, somehow mix in the factors of the humidity, and it will tell you what it feels like. So on Friday... It was, I looked at it, it was 96 degrees with relative humidity, 73%. Danger. Heat index temperature, 130. So your body responds to the heat like it's 130 degrees. When I was in Utah, in the desert of Utah, at one point, it was uh, 113, 114 with, uh, you know, like 3% humidity. It was very, very low. This heat index temperature from Friday is 130. By comparison, I'll even uh, make it generous. Um, in um, Utah... With the air temperature 113, relative humidity 10%, it will feel like it's 108. You get what I'm saying here? This area, this part of the country with the humidity, we're surrounded by these giant oceans, and my God, the heat and humidity is ridiculous. When I say oceans, I mean the Great Lakes. These freshwater oceans. So it felt like it was 130 I guess uh, in my neck of the woods, there was some uh, canine cop 
that died, like uh, mid-pursuit. Like some bad guy did something wrong, and uh, the cops uh, told the dog, go get him. And the dog goes chasing after him. This actually happened. And I guess the dog uh, only made it so far. It was so hot, the dog croaked. What the hell? So the move-in day goes like this. I'm right away confused because this college is ridiculously expensive. Any college is expensive, but Jacqueline's College, I thought it was, well, it's kind of like par for the course for um, similar style colleges in the great state of Michigan. It's, uh, I don't know, roughly $22,000, $23,000 a year at Grand Valley State University. This college here costs $52,000 a year to go to it. Now, Madison is really smart. Um, Just more than a 4.0 after all the, uh, um, what do you call it, Uh, grade point average things are figured out. She actually graduated with just higher than a 4.0, which at this school, uh, her high school, isn't even the top 25. Isn't that ridiculous? I think they're the top Kid graduate like a 9.4 a grade point average. I don't know how. I always thought the high as you go was 4.0, but I guess they take these uh, college um, uh, college um, level courses and they get uh, more points or something like that. So she got a tremendous scholarship. So that's cut in half. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm paying $52,000. Nah, I got to pay about half of that. But whatever. We'll figure it out. No big deal. But my point here is this. I was a little miffed because I find out uh, that there's no air conditioning in the dorms where she has to spend a couple of years. And I'm like, let me just, all this money we're spending that goes into the school per student. Are you telling me that, okay, not only uh, is there not, is the facility not air conditioned, but you can't even take a, uh, a, a window air conditioner and use it there they it's like a rule i guess i guess the idea is torture the children torture the young people in the uh in the the very so we walk into this place and it's a blast furnace an absolute blast furnace i'm like how is this uh in an effort to like toughen them up uh make them study in oppressive conditions Sleeping when it's uh, when a heat index during the day of 130 degrees. And uh, I walk in to the room and there's a fan in the window uh, sucking the uh, hot air and blowing it into the room. And I'm like, this is unacceptable. The room is much smaller than the room I'm in right now. Two young ladies are in the room. Uh, Madison and her very sweet roommate who it's not going to surprise me if the next time I see Madison or talk to her, she is uh, uh, using the word sick uh, because in the three minutes that I saw the uh, the roommate, 
the sweet young lady said sick about 350 times. Everything was sick. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at I, uh, I got, I brought this TV. Oh, it's sick. You want to go, uh, we can go eat lunch in the uh, dining commons. Yeah, sick. So right away that stood out to me. There's no doubt she's going to be using sick, which I, 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 I don't know if I'm on board with that. It, it sounds, hmm. Okay. And then it was strange because a uh, very nice uh, uh, roommate comes walking in with uh, three people. And I see, I'm guessing, a mom. And then a dude, which I assumed was dad. And a really young-looking lady there as well. And I'm like, sister? Uh, I'm not not sure what's going on here. Who is this? I guess. Or I didn't know who was who. Well, this is one of those deals where I don't know how it happens, but uh, uh, mom was there and the guy was dad and the dad is married. So that's the stepmom. And so you have the mom and the stepmom that appear to be like tight, like friendly. I mean, more than friendly, just like almost like pals. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This does not happen this way. Some you guys are doing it right. Whatever it is you're doing, you are really doing it right. So, uh, okay. And I was just taken back by the amount of heat. And now it's up to me. You have the bed. The bed is, um, it's a loft and it's, uh, there's a couple things you got to do to make it, uh, to make it happen. So I had to, uh, you know, I, I needed some muscle. I had to call somebody who was a stranger to help me get this bed up. And then you set up the freaking loft. And doing that is a very minimal amount of work. And I am pouring sweat like slob. Uh, just finished a Ironman distance triathlon. I mean, just. And then Madison, uh, where I'm getting impatient for whatever reason, probably because it's 130 degrees out. And uh, I'm we're spending all this money to have the child tortured in this uh, in this hot box. I mean, my God, it uh, it was like a concentration camp train. It was like last last trained Auschwitz inside of here. That type of heat. And she's just happy to be there. She's like, "Oh, it's not so bad." I'm like, "Oh, you are not gonna feel that way when it is when when you're trying to sleep. It's ooh." And I go, okay, so, hey, I need to use the uh, bathroom. And um, and then it dawns on me. She goes, okay, yeah, you. Uh, this is the, uh, uh, this is Madison. This is the all-girls floor. So you have to go downstairs to the all-boys floor and then go all the way down, and uh, that's the bathroom. I go, so you don't have a bathroom in this room? She goes, no. Oh, my God. For Jackie's, Jackie's College. One student has one room. Jackie would have the other. There's a common kitchen area and a bathroom. A dorm. Half the price. So I'm like, whoa, okay. So to use, they have to uh, shower 
common shower area, brush your teeth, take a dump, common toilet area. God, what is going on? What? Uh, So I don't know about that. No AC, common restroom area. I'm just hoping that the uh, that the food is good. It uh, like I said, so damn hot here. I had an event that I had to host on Saturday. I don't know if any of you saw this. I posted a link for it. Uh, I haven't gotten up the energy to look at it yet, but the local zoo is called John Ball Zoo. This dude named John Ball, like Mike Ball, uh, I don't know. I don't know why the hell he's honored there, but there's a zoo named after him. It's not a bad zoo, actually. I uh, I kind of got bummed out a little bit again watching the uh, animals. I can't. I just I'm just triggered when I see them. Like, oh god, I'm just freaking bored. But uh, all right, I'm I'm working with Gift of Life Michigan, and uh, they're doing a virtual type of uh, um, show, I guess, that I am hosting. And um, Allison from Gift of Life is with me. And again, Saturday is just as bad as Friday. Oh, in the shade, I'm just dying. And the people that are putting this virtual event on are standing in the baking sun. And I'm like, why don't you guys get in the shade? But they I don't, for some reason they didn't. And I'm like watching these people roast. It was so damn uncomfortable. Uh, and I had a hostess thing and I, there was all sorts of technical glitches that, that I think went down because the idea was I host, Hey, welcome in. Uh, we're uh, talking gift of life, organ donation. Uh, we're here at the zoo. We're giving away uh, zoo freebies. If you answer, and then you like get onto an app and you like answer trivia questions. So it was, you know, interactive type of thing. And then uh, uh, Allison would then go off and get a tour of the zoo to uh, it, for the people to watch a damn thing. And then all of a sudden, everything goes kablooey. The, uh, it, she's, she's panicking because uh, the, there, there's like a lull in all of this. But I'm like, relax. This is, this is the best part. And then they, uh, they come in. Allison comes back, and we're having all sorts of technical issues. So I have to, like, do it. I have to almost like ad lib and do it, uh, think on my feet. And poor Allison is thinking, this is panic time. And I'm like, no, this is what they're here for. They want to see these awkward moments where we're struggling. This is absolutely perfect. So I posted a link to that. If you want to see it, I'll, I'll also include it in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, I can't say, I didn't say F or anything like that. I don't know why I abbreviated that. Uh, but it, it was apparently very, very awkward and fun. That's, that's my favorite. When, when the things go awkward, that to me is the best part. Stand by. I need water. Um, paintball last night. Wow. Uh, we set an absolute record. It wasn't even close. We had nearly 40 people playing paintball, and that was with cancellations. If Kevin Kuyper showed up, Tyler showed up, 
Uh, I think there was a couple other people that were supposed to be there, could not make it. We would have uh, we would have been well past 40. And so, my God, it was awesome. Uh, Dale brought, like, it's I think 15 to 20 people. Uh, we had um, Kyle from Dumpster Divers was there. Sarah Rukruk Roosh. And uh, man, it was it was great. So you know, we had all of these people, and it you haven't when you do paintball with that many people. You uh, you know, we had like two teams divided on. Uh, we had one giant team on one side, one giant team on the other side. And my God, was it awesome! Oh Jesus, you have got to join us for this next time. We don't have a date set yet, but it was an absolute hit with that many people. Um. So just a just a great great time. Thanks to everybody who came out uh, for that, and thanks for the paintball scholarships. Jason Mays, Terry, and uh, Adam Knapp all paid for paintball for people. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. That was awesome. Uh, I was super busy. That was on Sunday. On Saturday, after the zoo thing, I drove. This is ridiculous. The weekends no longer are they just? I mean. I would love the weekend to just be relaxed, maybe do something around the house that my wife has been dying for me to do, uh, but not the case this weekend with that zoo event. And then I got done with the zoo event. I immediately go to Chicago because uh, Carl from who are these podcasts is hosting his live show. And, you know, uh, that's really awesome that he was able to do that. Get people who listen to a show all around the country uh, close to 200 people were there and I can't stress enough how um, well I always give Carl credit for starting something from the ground up because you know like when I started my podcast I had a, a number of people in my footprint if you will who I knew would be there for me and you still are to this day um, and like Anthony uh, Anthony Cumia from Compound Media, when he started, he had a vast number of people that would immediately subscribe to what he did. Carl was just a guy. And through, I don't know how the hell, I mean, you just put out something that's fun and uh, easy to listen to and enjoyable, people will find it. And over time, they have. Carl's show has taken off. So he's like, all right, I'm going to do my first ever live show. And what's important to note about this is in addition to himself being uh, well-known with the show, he has taken all these other people who are from different walks of life, who are not like comics. They're not radio people. And they have shined as personalities who have become household names to listeners of the show. So I love that. And uh, as you all know, the history of me being on it, I was first ripped a new asshole on that show. And then uh, at that same time, kind of like became pals with Carl. So it's like, I want to support the show. I want to go. Now, when I talk about the uh, people that were there that have become household names, there's one person in particular who uh, goes by the name of Crippled Jesus or CJ. And the first time that I was on Who Are These Podcasts, when uh, I actually hosted Crippled Jesus, who is known for extremely quick wit and biting, roasting style of criticism. N- nothing is favorable. Okay? Everything that he comments on, he's got a shitty comment about it. Crippled Jesus. He even hosts his own podcast. 
And now, a little bit of background on Cripple Jesus. He has uh, cerebral palsy. So it affects, uh, it has affected just about everything on him. And I've never laid eyes on him in my life. I've only heard him speak. And so he sounds uh, a very, um, he's, he's very noticeable when he speaks. In fact, uh, he, he, uh, he, he's clear when he speaks, but it has a certain uh, quality that it just sounds, his voice sounds really palsified, if you will. So he's like, hey, Carl, I uh, hate that fucking Eric Zane. I'm going to the titty bar. He's talking about he's always going to titty bars, and he does. And he's a degenerate gambler. Whatever money he makes, he spends it on casinos. So essentially, he's a, a, a fucking dreg of humanity in a wheelchair. And uh, I actually played the clip of him uh, after I was on one of these podcasts the first time. He says, uh, Eric Zane fucking suck. Don't bring him back. And he's, you know, that's his style. That's what he, so I laughed hysterically at that. Some of you were like, I hate Cripple Jesus. Like, no, you got, you love Cripple Jesus. He's funny. This all comes up because I was outside of the venue as they're wrapping up the show. And which, by the way, um, Carl knew I was there and I was with uh, Brandon from the Drew and Mike podcast. And we had stepped out of the venue to talk shop. And I guess Carl goes, Hey, uh, as we wrap up, you know, we've had all these great uh, moments here with all the, uh, the fun people that we've introduced to you all. It's been great. Uh, also in attendance, uh, bit, our pals, Brandon from the Drew and Mike show and, and Eric Zane, where are you guys at? And everybody's like, wait, what? We weren't even in there. Totally left him hanging. And then afterwards, I go, Carl, how you doing? He goes, I fucking called you. Where were you? Like, Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm outside of the venue uh, with Brandon. And then um, the door opens. And uh, all right. I see a wheelchair. It's, it's crippled Jesus, but I don't know it at the time. Is trying to get out. And... One of the legs is in a cast. The other leg is in one of those fucking uh, uh, Forrest Gump braces. The type of legs you would see from someone who, you know, uh, hasn't had any muscle stimulation to the leg and, you know, uh, life. And I tell you what, cerebral palsy is a fucking disaster. It uh, converts normal bodies into just oh it it it's so hideous to me i fuck i i if i understand correctly i think oxygen uh flow to the brain at a at like uh in in the womb or maybe during birth gets restricted and that causes an unbelievable amount of damage and you get this moments when i'm seeing palsy legs come flying uh, out of the door in a chair. Now, it turns out that the venue, we, we had a great opportunity here for Jesus, crippled Jesus, to go flying out of the chair and then sue the venue in uh, Lombard, uh, Illinois. Because he gets like uh, one-third of his legs out while he's in the chair, and the chair gets stuck. And so we can't really see his whole body Brandon and me, we just see the 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 feet in the chair. Like, oh, fuck, and then, we're not even sure who it is at this point. We just know it's somebody struggling. 
and then it the the chair disappears. Dude backs it up, and dude is gonna uh, you know, try it again. And so he gets up a little more speed. It's stuck, and you can actually hear the wheels spinning. And then we we're smelling uh, uh, hot rubber. It's, it's, he's actually doing like a uh, a brake torque in the fucking chair. And someone goes, I don't know, man. It's, uh, try it again. So he backs it up. Same thing. And he's like, oh, my God. I can't put this fucking thing in bucket. And then finally, uh, we, we go, all right, we got to help this fuck. Open up the door. And uh, we go, hey, man, you mind if we help you? And he doesn't say anything. We're like, well, fuck it. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. We all we actually lift the fucking chair, and then it dawns on me it's crippled Jesus. And I go, hey, you're CJ. He goes, yeah. I go, Eric Zane, how are you? Uh, he puts up a palsy hand, and he fist bumps me, and I, I look at him. I go, my God, you are fucked up. And he goes, yeah, man. And so this is the conversation. And uh, look, this dude is awesome. I love him so much. His spirit uh, some guy comes up and, um, he goes, Hey man, can I get a picture? He's become a celebrity crippled Jesus and, uh, crippled Jesus. He, okay. A one day old baby would have had a better chance writing, um, something that's legible or readable than crippled Jesus because they like stuff the Sharpie in his hand and it's, it's like, you know, he can't do it. And they like, all they did was held the uh, 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 thing that they wanted him to sign in front of him. And then he kind of like uh, touched the felt of the Sharpie to what it was and just kind of started to wiggle everywhere. And it just kind of made a fucking uh, a scribble scrabble all over the thing. He goes, there you go. That's the best you're going to fucking get. And wow. Uh, this dude Okay. I don't know. It's uh it's just a, a ridiculous scenario for a person to live through. I, I I give anybody you know, it always seems like the people who have cerebral palsy are the ones that are the most together in the brain. And uh, yeah, uh, granted he's a degenerate gambler, but he's uh, he's a great spirit and I I give if that were me, okay? I I guess my point is I don't know how people who have that type of uh uh, a hand dealt to them. I mean, how do you fucking keep it together? I, I would think that they would be mentally just a, uh, a, a, a big fucking disaster, but yet here he is going out to the fucking show, having a great time. He's probably going to go to the titty bar and go gamble. I, I would be, be doing nothing like that. Um, Johnny Agar. Another great example. I, I don't think he goes to titty bars or, or, or gambles, but uh, he is absolutely a uh, a uh, go-getter. So uh, I, 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 I give these people credit. In fact, Crippled Jesus makes Johnny Agar uh, look like the fastest man in the world. Okay? He has it. Okay. He is cerebral palsy times 10. It's like uh, baby Jesus was like, I'm going to give you the world's most cerebral palsied person, and then here you go. It's, oh, holy shit. If Stephen Hawking were alive today, 
and in the same room as crippled Jesus. He would be like, you poor thing. You are, you are really fucked up. So then I had a, uh, a really stupid conversation with him. And then because he's, like I said, he's really uh, has a great sense of humor about the fact that he's completely fucked. And then, um, so I'm looking at him and I go, you know, for as fucked up as your body is, I, I have to give you credit because your face and more, and most specifically your teeth are in very, very good order. And then he, he goes, I take my personal hygiene very seriously, Eric. And I go, well, yeah, I can tell you. I mean, if it wasn't for uh, your body, I mean, I mean, you look like if fucking Eric Clapton's son survived the fall. That's what that's what you look like. But your face and your teeth are rem- remarkably uh, uh, nice. You are a nice looking young man, uh, from the neck up. So I, I am impressed. I am impressed with that. And, uh, and he goes, Oh yeah, that's very important to me. I go, all right, well, look, we have to do shows together. For sure, I've been waiting. Just DM me and we'll do it. I go, all right, you can count on it. Uh, Here, B says, I was born with cerebral palsy due to the umbilical cord being wrapped around my neck, but it had lesser effects. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm getting, (laughs) I think I'm getting a strong reaction for the, uh, or the Clapton's kid joke. Come on. Look like Nick liked it. A bit too far, Eric. Kate in Jersey. A bit too far, Eric, with the Clapton baby joke. I was never too far. That was a perfect joke. Uh, so there you go. That was uh that was the extent of uh and the show was great. The show was just fantastic. A uh, lot of lot. Uh, you ever heard of? Uh, I don't know if you heard of um, uh, Doctor Steve from Sirius XM. Uh, strong talent. A lot of people listen to his show. He was there. I took a picture of uh, Carl and me and him. Posted it, and then uh, had to drive all the way back home. Uh, Kent says. He loves the Clapton baby joke. Kyle says the fun police are here. Andrea says the Clapton baby joke. It was gold. Yeah, Kate. What the hell, man? Loosen up a little bit. Not like I, 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 it's not like I'm happy that there was a dead baby in the world. Jesus. That was a good joke. Speaking of Andrea. Andrea's sweet mother, Marsha, was at paintball yesterday. Now, she did not play paintball. She was kind of like hanging out with her granddaughter and, uh, you know, and, and grandson. But the, uh, the, the granddaughter wasn't playing uh, paintball. But, uh, you know, so Andrea's out there. And, and Andrea is out there wearing a freaking uh, blouse, a tank top blouse. I have like 
uh, three shirts on, sweating my ass off. She's out there getting shot, the, the, the paintballs on her bare skin. If there was ever an example of her being just a shit kicker and a hell of a lot tougher than your old pal Eric Zane, it's that right there. Uh, what the hell was I going to say about that? Oh, and then so the the uh, uh, paintball. There's there's a, a a device. It's a it's an apparatus that you can put on your belt that holds more paint, and it is uh, it's it's kind of like this water bottle here. All right, it's uh, probably about. 14 inches long and giant round, okay? And Marsha, as I'm getting ready to leave and get in the truck, she comes walking up and she goes, hey, Eric. I go, hey, Marsha, it was good seeing you again, my dear. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. You know, I'm just saying stuff you would say to a, to a, to a lady who's uh, a mom of one of the Zaniacs. And she has, she's holding this thing and she implies that she was, she is going to um, use it as a dildo. Like she, she says, Oh, this is going to be fun. This is, this is going to be great. I, I, I wonder what we're going to do with this, this when we get home. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and I go, yeah, that's uh that's something. It is, it is very, uh, uh, you know, you've heard about the phrase apple falling, uh, not falling far from the tree. Um, and Kenny says, why does the Marsha impression sound like crippled Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, son-in-law Jason says, mother-in-law description, accurate as fuck. She is implying to me. That that tube that holds paintballs is going to be inside of her vagina, and I'm like, what? You know, come on. And uh, yeah, that's that's uh, a, a perfect example um, of what Jason uh, married into, and he that is, I mean, Andrea, the mom. It is like one in the same. So a lot, a lot happened on that amazing weekend. It was, uh, it was great fun. And, and like I said, I drove all the way home from Chicago. I got home about one thirty in the morning, uh, that slept into Sunday. Uh, the, uh, blondes came over all of Diana's friends had to, uh, had to get up and she says, okay, I got two things I need you to do today. I need you to help me in the backyard so that I can uh, look presentable for uh, my friends coming over. Uh, we're going to have a little little party in the backyard. And then I need you to sh- uh, shave my brother-in-law's head. Uh, or her brother, the NFK. And I go, I go, man. Now, this happens uh, once every three months that I got to shave his head. And give him a haircut and a lot has changed since the last time last time he was not taking a shower at all um so we had a, i'm not gonna i'm not i don't i'm not in the mood to get overly gross with you but i'm gonna tell you that i won't but then i probably will uh the concern is uh 
the dermatitis issue on his scalp, which has led to uh, some numerous, numerous stomach-turning um, visuals while shaving his head. So I am still traumatized uh, from those moments. If it were just the clippers going over his head and then his hair uh, harmlessly falling off, that would be one thing. But um, the clippers uh, working at a a certain type of, uh, you know, speed and bit of power suddenly bogging down. I mean, like you ever like, uh, you know, the grass gets a little too long. In the back of the front yard, and the lawnmower just loses power dramatically because of the volume of uh, grass. Well, okay. Uh, Replace grass with um, large patches uh, patches of uh, uh, wet flesh. Remember when I said I wasn't going to get gross? That's all out the window. Uh, Yes, uh, so... That's what happens. The uh, large chunks of uh, wet scalp meat get stuck in the clippers, revealing uh, struggling to breathe uh, healthy pink skin. Uh, his head looks like uh, when Deadpool has no mask on. After the haircut, it's just like all, it's like red lights on his head. (sighs) So the trauma is still there. So I said, all right, I'll get those done. And then so late, then I, I I had no intention of doing the haircut, none. And then she said, are you going to cut his hair? And I said, no. Not today. So I think I'll just, you know, wait until somebody says it. I'm like a little kid when it comes to having to do this. I I keep wanting to put it off, put it off, put it off. However, since we added uh, baths to the um, list of things he needs to do, showers, that may have helped but i i can't say how well he does at actually getting the job done we shall see i am hoping that when we finally convince him to bathe once every two days which he has been doing uh it would it will slowly make that issue go away NF, I'm getting a lot of reactions to his scalp looking like Deadpool's. Uh, Wet scalp meat. Good God. Absolutely terrible. Nick writes, when uh, acronyms collide, NFK meets PTSD. 
Amanda says she is ignoring the NFK story. I don't blame you. So that that is on my horizon, and I'm not happy about it at all. Hey, I've got T-shirts available. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Click on Merch. If you want to uh, support the Eric Zane Show podcast by wearing something, it's all there. Uh, nine different styles choose to uh, choose from. Uh, 23, I think, different uh, color schemes, short sleeve, long sleeve, tank tops, ladies cuts, kids, you name it, and a, no- a number of other products as well. EricZaneShow.com. As the open and the live stream, in addition to being brought to you by Irvine's, is brought to you by uh, Blue Frost IT. They're bringing you the Periscope video on Twitter. BlueFrostIT.com. A YouTube video brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. Uh, that is YouTube.com. Search Eric Zane Show. Hit the bell notification. Thumbs up sign. Off you go. Uh, my friends over at Affordable Limousine, they are part of the show now. Affordable Limousine. How often have I been talking about Affordable Limousine on the Eric Zane Show podcast? Finally, Affordable Limousine and the show have met. Officially. Now, first order of business. They need CDL drivers at Affordable Limousine. And I can't stress uh, enough how great of a place this is to work. Uh, They're looking for part-time and full-time drivers. And when I say full-time, if you wanted to, because you have your CDL, you could be driving in no time. All right? This is not a... uh, a process where you're sitting there waiting to get on the road. And, man, there are so many different things that you can drive. Uh, you can be driving uh, for uh, school events, university sports, not to mention entertainment venues. Uh, it could be weddings, could be party buses, whatever you na- whatever you think. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. And I'll just tell you from experience, this is an amazing job, okay? The people that are the clients of Affordable Limousine are spending a lot of great hard-earned dollars to have an amazing time. So your job, first and foremost, keep them safe. And you have the training to do that. That is uh, that is part of the job. And then, of course, they have a great time. And you know what they do? Because they have so much fun, they give you enormous tips. All right? You can make a hell of a living driving for affordable limousine if you have your cdl this is what i want you to do uh want you to do there is a uh, link right at ericsaneshow.com in the top sponsor scroll where you click where it says affordable limousine that will take you to where you are going to go and then put your information and in. yeah hey i want to work for affordable limousine if you are in west michigan and you have a cdl this is what you need to do maybe you want to work just part-time hours that's fine, too. One of the beauties, uh, the amazing things about affordable, limous, uh, affordable limousine with me driving is like when I uh, when they want me to work, they just say, hey, can you take this job coming up in six days on this date for this period of time? And I'm like, yes or no. That's it. OK, uh, they have so many different drivers at their disposal that it's not like you can feel the pressure. You work when you want to work. OK, it's that simple. So uh, what I'm telling you is if you have a CDL, you should think about driving for Affordable Limousine. It's a great place to work. Take it from me. I drive for them. 
you should be driving for affordable limousines. So if you have a CDL, maybe you're a bus driver with a packed pack bus full of kids screaming at you, man, forget that. Okay, that's, that's, um, that's some high-end stress right there. You need to be driving for affordable limousine, so reach out to them. Again, the website is right on mine. Go to ericsaintshow.com, click on the affordable limousine logo. It'll take you right to the spot where you need to go to let them know that, hey, I'm interested in working for you. You'll be hearing a lot from Affordable Limousine. Thanks to them for being on board with this show. Uh, I mentioned my pal uh, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, MyPolicyShop.com. Uh, I am in a changing scenario right here, so I can uh, I can uh, tell you exactly how it's going. Diana has workplace insurance that is going to kick in in November. Currently, I buy my insurance from Obamacare, the marketplace. Okay, now this gets weird because according to um, the marketplace, I cannot have this insurance from the marketplace if Diana gets it from her employer. That's the way it's set up. It's like, it's just one of those things. So I have to figure that out. Do I have to do it? No. Frank does it for me. This is what I've been talking about. Uh, Buyinsurancehere.com. Frank takes care of everything. He is a licensed insurance agent for any type of insurance. You cannot go wrong if you pick this guy's brain. And this is all a free service. You don't have to pay Frank for this. If you or a loved one is getting ready to go uh, sign up for Medicare in the next six months, you need to call upon Frank. He can help you navigate all of that and perhaps even put you into a supplemental policy if Medicare doesn't cover everything that you need for your current scenario. Buyinsurancehere.com. All right. Um, just had a thought. So how many times have I talked on this show about... Uh, Jocko Willink, the retired Navy SEAL, and his good uh, speech. Every so often, I um, I watch it, and I want to run through a wall. Let's see here. Jocko Willink. The Washington Post reports CIA Director William Burns secretly met with the Taliban's leader in Kabul yesterday, the highest level face-to-face encounter between the Taliban and the Biden administration since the militants seized Kabul. But one decorated Navy SEAL going viral with the message that he would deliver if he were President Biden. Listen. The next 48 hours, America will be in control of most major airports in Afghanistan. Any resistance we meet from the Taliban or otherwise when we seize these airports will be destroyed completely and without mercy. Any person that interferes with these operations will be killed. We bring in Jocko Wilnick, the man you saw there, the man you see this morning. He's a friend of our shows, retired Navy SEAL, recipient of the Silver Star, the Bronze Star, former commander of Navy SEAL Team 3. Good morning to you, Jocko. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Inslee. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I watched the whole thing yesterday on Instagram. Powerful message. Why did you feel the need to do that? Well, I just felt that no one was making any statements, taking ownership of the situation that was happening. And if there's no one that's actually taking ownership, how's that problem going to get solved? 
And uh, if you could sit down with Joe Biden, what, would you, what else would you say to him? How would you tell him to rescue our Americans that are over there? Well, listen, the the thing is, you can't make excuses. And we've heard a lot of excuses from the president at this point, you know, that this this would have happened with any withdrawal plan or the president of Afghanistan run away or I was just following through with the deal from the last administration. And it, all those are just excuses and placing blame on other people. The, the plan was a failure. Explain what went wrong. Take ownership of what went wrong and then come up with a plan on how to fix it. That's what, That's what I love about Jocko, because uh, while he's uh, he's saying what is, he's also not like uh, over the top. He's saying just own it and then figure it out. I mean, uh, come up with something. I like it needs to do. What was your reaction when you heard Jen Psaki say that Americans are not stranded over there? I, I don't believe it. I mean, there's 10,000 people on the ground. The Taliban's running around. There's ISIS. There's Al Qaeda operatives. Uh, that, that's not, not true as far as I can tell. Yeah, we uh, Fox and Friends first, uh, Jillian and um, and Carly, they interviewed Fatima, which is an American. She's an American government worker. Her daughter is here in America. She has a hard time talking to her daughter over the phone because her daughter is scared she's not going to make it home. The mom is terrified and she says she is stranded. Listen to this. This is a chaos. We are kind of back to square one. People are going to be left here for Taliban again. I am afraid for my life that I don't know how, you know, how things are going to go. But I really need, I really need our president to really, um, really consider this serious. We are in danger. We are in danger, Mr. President. Please help us. Jocko, that's heartbreaking. It has to be frustrating for our troops here in America that are ready to go, that want to go and rescue these Americans. Are you talking to some of them and hearing that message? Yeah, it's, it's exactly what you said. First of all, yes, it's absolutely sickening to hear that. And second of all, yes, American troops are ready to go and ready to do what is needed to keep those people safe. This is what we talked about last week. Remember I said we need to reinvade, like actually go back and start all over and, you know, uh, assert uh, some type of position. And uh, I mean, I, it, is why is that not even being considered? I don't understand that. And what was your reaction when you heard that the CIA director met face to face with the Taliban leader? I can tell you that this is not progress. This is not progress. We do not. We should not negotiate with terrorists. It's not what we do. I do want to get to the good guys that are there now, on the ground. We have so now to be fair. Uh, Trump did, in fact, do that exact thing. The American service members that are doing wonderful things. These images circulated and have been circulating on social media over the last few days. There was an image of our service men and women that were feeding or pouring water from water bottles into the mouths of the oh. babes that were there waiting to get on on planes and trying to hopefully get out of there and be saved. There are um, videos of our men and women that are lifting babies over the walls and helping out the adults as well. You guys are heroes. What's your message to them? Well, seeing soldiers and Marines behave like that to, is, is no surprise at all to me. This is how they are trained. This is how they expected to be, behave. These are the values that they live by. And not to mention, these soldiers and Marines, these are brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and sons and daughters themselves. These warriors that we see, they are human beings as well, and they take their humanity with them onto the battlefield. And their mission there is to help the friendly civilians 
And that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to execute their mission. Yeah, Jocko, I'm watching them drink this water that's clean. And I was reading this morning, so many of the children are malnourished over there. There's fecal matter that's found in their water, which obviously is not healthy for these children. Why do you serve? Is it to do things like that, to help other people that are innocent? Well, that's, that's why people in the U.S. military serve, is to try and help people that can't help themselves. God bless you, Jocko. Thank there you so you much. I love that guy. Um, my God. I, you know, the idea that when these, uh, I mean, of course, the uh, American citizens that need to get out of there, but just the Afghan citizens who, uh, let's say, for the past 20 years had, uh, I don't know, built a business, uh, started a life. Um, you know, maybe maybe somebody when the U.S. kicked the Taliban out was uh, 17 years old with uh, all sorts of aspirations. And that person is now 37 years old. And now, uh, no matter what they have is and I'm giving you a hypothetical, but this is what's happening. Just had to, with clothes on their back, get on an airplane, land somewhere in the U.S. You don't imagine this. Imagine you in your home. Here in the U.S., this type of oppression was, and we had to go fly away to some other country. I cannot imagine. That is so uh, impossible to wrap your mind around. And the, I don't know, it's it's really uh, bothering to me to know that in all of these uh, pitched battles that have taken place in 20 years and all of those uh, uh, women and men who have been killed to to do this with a Thanos snap of the finger, all of a sudden the Taliban just walks in. It's like, I don't, ah. It just seems to me like um, it, knowing that they were still there, I almost wish we had announced that we were going to leave and then that was not at all what we were intending to do and let all these fucking cockroaches come out and then, uh, you know, that was all a ruse. And actually our plan was to get them all out of the open and then blow them all the fuck up and then see what happens because you're, you're not supposed to reemerge 20 years later and be stronger. So, uh, this whole thing is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, Tom says they are so afraid to send in more troops to secure the situation and protect the troops that are that are he that he did send man very very bad uh some of you are saying like well we should have never been there in the first place well that's fucking irrelevant uh we are there and uh and, and the problem still persists speaking of uh, and by the way another rocket attack a big time rocket attack happened um in at the airport today uh, it's, it's just kind of like they're sitting ducks there. Another big story going on, uh, around the world. And especially here in the U S is this hurricane that just blew in and, uh, has obliterated Louisiana. New Orleans has no power. The levees have held. The storm surge was so strong. It changed the direction of the Mississippi river. This was seven miles. The winds were seven miles an hour under what would be a category five landfall i don't even know what the fuck they named this one hurricane ida i don't know uh well anyway 
Uh, so it it's here, and uh, it's now making its way in, and it's going to uh, uh, dump a ton of rain. It's going to go up through uh, the folks in East Tennessee are going to get hammered, and then it's going to curve even more to the right. The East Coast is going to get nicked with uh, a lot of rain. And I, um, speaking of uh, not uh, amazing to live in that type of environment, talking about people in Afghanistan, I, I don't get um, the constant specter of knowing that Every year at about this time, you could have a life-changing hurricane uh, blow in and destroy everything that you have worked for because the scenes on TV are roofs getting blown off and cars underwater and people hiding on the roofs or on the roofs of their house saying, help me. That's all. And I, I just, how is it that we set up shop there so long ago? Why these, these places of the U S along coasts and then the South, those should be uninhabited, similar to like the cold regions of like northern Canada, the Arctic. Everybody should live in like one area of the U.S. I I, I find it remarkable that we ever uh, gravitated towards coastal cities way back when the country was even beginning. I mean, wasn't there at least one person who said, "I don't know if it's this if it's great of an idea to build the community." right on the ocean we might want even if it's just 25 miles in that's going to make a big difference no let's build the city the community right on the edge of the country and now some of our uh, biggest cities are, are are there and every year it's the same fucking thing uh, Aram says, we need ports for trade. All right. We don't have to fucking live there. Adam says, yeah, but there's a breeze and it's pretty. And then these these homes, these businesses are destroyed. And then somehow people like, say, I love it here. It's great. I'm going to spend the next nine months rebuilding just in time for the next monster hurricane ah i've gone down this road before i'll say it again if you do not live in michigan dare i say ohio indiana wisconsin i'll even throw the northeast into there you don't get hit by that much uh, terrible weather the northeast is fine uh, as far south as uh, I'm on the I'm on the fence about Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put you in there. That's the that's the uh, uh, habitable zone. To the west, we can go uh, to Colorado and north of that. The United States should be Colorado to the north, straight up to the north. And then that area east to the northeast. Everything else is uninhabitable. You cannot live in those places. We don't get any desperately terrible weather that will kill you. Outside of the occasional uh, snowflake and you have to shovel your driveway, that is the only uh, inconvenience you will have to do, you will have to do uh, worry about. Nick says, yeah, tell that to the ice storm of 98. No, you just told me, you dumb fuck. 1998. You know how long ago that is? That's what? 
23, 23 years ago. Yeah. If you have 23 years in between incidents, that's good. It's not supposed to happen every nine, 10 months. Come on. So people dealing with that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, I talked about Afghanistan, and I need to tell this story, too. There is uh, one well, it's a group of, like, four guys. Uh, the Afghan heavy metal band. What the hell are they called again? Red Salmon or something like that? There is a uh, Afghani heavy metal band that... They are they are uh, um, hiding out because you should not be playing that type of music in Afghanistan. And the Taliban is going to find the um, the band and kill them. The article uh, talks about time is running out. We are under threat. That's how one Afghan musician described it as the window of opportunity to leave the country narrowed. Apparently, the top of the hit list for the Taliban is this one heavy metal band. There's there's like only one in all of Afghanistan. Uh, the Taliban long considered music a corrupting influence. Music was banned when the Taliban came to power in 1996. They actually had an instrument-destroying party in Afghanistan. They said, all right, bring them out. All right, you got what, one hour. I want to see drum kits. I want to see bass guitar. I want to see guitars, amps. We're destroying it all. And uh, if you were found with any music, you were punished. 2001 comes around. Taliban's out. Uh, Music starts to reestablish itself in the lives of uh, people in Afghanistan. Now the musicians are hiding. Uh, We've been playing for years in uh, Kabul with much freedom, still very discreetly due to the Taliban's threat to musicians, said one of the members of the band Rig Veda. That is, that is Afghanistan's only heavy metal band. A three-piece metal act from Kabul. They have uh, now removed their Facebook page after they received a threatening message from a member of the Taliban. Quote, they say it's satanic music and that we and that we follow Western culture. But we are just promoting arts and music and freedom of expression, and we are not trying to harm anyone's culture. I believe that. A second Afghan artist who makes music with a heavy social commentary element had a similar experience. So they're gonna die. They will be killed. Um One Afghani named Travis Beard, of course, saw the once vibrant contemporary music scene in Afghanistan up close. Uh, He talks about how it it was growing and expanding. 
uh, expatriates showing up and uh, kind of changing the culture. So this particular band is the one that is uh, in the crosshairs. Rig Veda, three-piece heavy metal act. So let me just say, as they are hiding out, that we as listeners must support the Taliban in rooting out Rig Veda as quickly as possible. Uh, well, and all for the greater good of the rest of the planet. No one should be hearing Rig Veda. And uh, out of all the terrible things that the Taliban has done, uh, I fully support them uh, finding these people and killing them. That's, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even keep a straight face. Oh, I figured I would be able to keep that keep that going for about the amount of time that I did. Uh, no, I I don't really want Rig Veda <laughs> murdered, but uh, they are. I don't. You know. I mean, seriously, they're they're trying to get out, but I, it, it remains to be seen if they ever will. Okay, uh, it is about an hour and ten minutes into this thing, and boy, do I gotta pee. So we're going to do it. Not you're not. I am. So sit tight and I will be back right after this. Got me timing down. Hang on. I got to drink some water. Bleeding Heart Brian sent me um, a story. And um, (laughs) he had a bit of a snarky comment when he sent it along. It was uh, directed at uh, Red State Dirk, who has uh, separated himself to some degree. He, uh, him and I were going back and forth on various things, uh, COVID related. Uh, and I think I broke his heart or something. And he, uh, he, he, it got so like weird that I don't know. I think he, uh, I think he, I think we might've lost him. I'm not, I think he still, uh, pays attention to the show, but. Uh, he doesn't comment, nor does he email anymore or text. So I think I might have pushed him over the edge because half the time I'm screwing around. And, you know, it's nothing. Nothing's ever too serious, in my opinion. And uh, I, I, think I, uh, I think I pushed him too far. And a lot of it centered around that fucking dummy in Nashville, the radio guy, who died of COVID. And when he was on his deathbed, he was like, I I wish I'd, I wish I hadn't been so cavalier in my, uh, in my opinions about COVID. Uh, You go get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. He was that guy. Well, the problem was uh, in Dirk's mind, I, I, I was mischaracterizing him. I was like, Oh God, he's not at all about that. You, He's, he's not an anti-vaxxer. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can call him what you want, but he's an anti-vaxxer. 
No, he's not. No, he's not. I go, well, is he dead? Yeah. Did he have the vaccine? No. Well, then he's an anti-vaxxer. No, he's not. So this that's how it went, round and round. So Bleeding Heart Brian writes with a snarky comment, hey, don't mischaracterize this radio guy too. Dirk will cry. There you go. I probably just pushed him away for another 10 months. Amazingly, COVID is extremely efficient at killing anti-vax radio guys because another one is dead. Oh, my God. A conservative radio host from Florida um, has passed away. Uh, Mark, it's either Bernier or Bernier. From WNDB. Um, He uh, is an anti-vaxxer. He got COVID. It took about three weeks to kill him. That's about uh, the amount of time. uh, It's a very slow, disgustingly painful death when you're all alone. And you're just like, uh, I I equate um, a a COVID death, which I, I watched. I actually watched my mother take her last breath. It's, uh, it sounds horrible, but just so you have a little bit of uh, context, it's like when you, uh, you, you see a fish lying on a deck uh, where you're fishing and, you, and it's, it's struggling to breathe and slowly it, it, and it slows down over time as breaths get more shallow and more shallow and then suddenly the fish is dead. That, that, that's what COVID's doing to you. It's just, it's similar to that. Uh, and I and I say that that descriptive so that you'll get an idea of of, of what you're very possibly in store for uh, if you don't get this vaccine. Uh, this guy though, it's like, well, hey, hi, you better be careful characterizing him as as anti-vax. You better be sure. Okay, he calls himself called himself Mark Bernier, Mister Anti-Vax. Mr. Anti-Vax. Now, Mr. Anti-Vax, Mark Bernier, who's now dead. If, again, you have a family member. If one of Mark Bernier's family members uh, is probably like, you know, uh, doesn't like the fact that he was anti-vax. They're probably like, you know, I really think you should get that. But no, if I get a Mr. Anti-Vax, are you kidding me? I can't. I can't do that. I would be so pissed off. That's why, uh, with, like with my brother Mike, my brother Mike, he he won't get it. And then uh, I and I said to him the same thing I told you. I go, oh, and he explained to me why. I go, look, dude, if you do get it and it kills you, I'm going to burn your fucking house down. Okay? I'm going to be so fucking pissed off at you. The statement from the radio station WNDB. It's with great sadness. That WNDB and Southern Stone Communication announces the passing of Mark Bernier, who informed and entertained listeners on WNDB for over 30 years. We kindly ask that privacy is given to Mark's family during this time of grief. That's a horrible statement. They need to start over with the statement and, and just say what it is. It's with great sadness that WNDB and Southern Stone Communications announced that uh, 
the stupid bastard Mark Bernier is dead. And then where it says who informed and entertained listeners, it should say who misinformed and entertained listeners while polarizing them and making them vulnerable to COVID with this stupid anti-vax propaganda for over 30 years. That's what it should say. Uh, Bernier was hospitalized with COVID uh, 19 uh, three weeks ago. Uh, operations manager Mark McKinney said, hey, if you've listened to him, you've heard him talk about how anti-vaccine he is on the air. If I w- had a radio station and I had a stupid fuck who was doing that, I would fire him for that. In December, Bernier told a guest, I'm not taking that. Are you kidding me? I'm Mr. A- he actually said, I'm Mr. Anti-vax. Jeepers. The Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood said the station told him Bernier 65 died on Saturday night. Apparently this sheriff is a pal of his. Quote, I'm numb. To me, this is a death in the family. Yeah, you need to say what's what needs to be said, and that is totally expected. I knew it was going to happen. Unbelievable. The overwhelming majority of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID in the U.S. are among the the unvaccinated. There was one guy. Did you hear about this dude in, I think it was Louisiana? Stand by. He was a retired military. And he had an uh, unrelated illness. Uh, Was complaining of uh, various uh, pains. And then an MRI, an MRI revealed he has a he had a uh, a bit of trouble. I don't know if it was a uh, a gallstone or a pancreatic stone or something like that, and it was um, causing actually a fluid backup in his organs. And they go, "Wow, okay, uh, we think we've discovered your problem." Uh, and this guy's alive and well while they're uh, and then in the course of uh, one day, uh, he died. And the reason why he died in this very treatable scenario was at this hospital, um, the doc is, uh, it might have been Texas. It was one of those fucking stupid southern states where everybody's dying. Uh, And the doc is taking a look at his ICU bed count, and he goes, we have no place to put you. Hold tight, though. Uh, I'm going to make this happen. The doc. Uh, Again, completely treatable, but it required intensive care. had no place to put him. He's reaching out to other hospitals, and he's spending significant time. Meanwhile, you get this guy gets to a point where nurses are like, okay, we're starting to see some failure in his organs. Oh, my God. Holy shit. And this continued to happen. Finally, uh, after hours of searching, he actually was reaching out to his uh, uh, constituent uh, medical expert uh, friends on Facebook and other doctors. Hey, do you have room? Do you have room? Finally, they found a, a place to bring him in a neighboring state via helicopter, air life, whatever, and it was too late. The guy died. I hate to uh, uh, beat a dead horse, but I'm going to. This is something else that you jackasses forget about. The uh, overburdening on the healthcare system. Because if I have a loved one that has an unrelated illness and all of you unvaccinated, 
uh, unvaxxed fucks are dying in the ICU and keeping an unrelated illness person from uh, getting the care they need. Oh, that is painful. But hey, you got your freedom. So, I mean, whatever. You got that. Uh, in fact, I got a phone number. Uh, who did I? You remember? The, you remember the guy that I that we? Holy shit! The dude that we had who um was making those threats. Uh, yeah, bad things are coming. Good people are getting ready to do bad things. Where was that? could have swore i had it i i uh, um shit god i'm pissed off now i'm so underprepared today i apologize somebody sent me a uh a facebook um here it is excellent the guy who made those statements hey is uh, uh, good people are getting ready to do bad things was threatening the ottawa county board of commissioners that is uh, the organization, again, that had nothing to do with the um, uh, recent uh, mask mandates. Um, was pointing the mad finger at them, and he went by the name Dave Vanderswag. We just talked about him the other day. Well, that's not his real name. But uh, my internet sleuth audience came up with his real name, and he is a concrete contractor and i was uh dying to get this guy on because i wanted to see if he still is that well you know he is that fucking stubborn about this and uh this is probably going to go terribly but uh you know i always like the uh thrill of the chase Hello, Doug. Doug, Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. What is going on, man? Okay, Doug, I want to get some clarification on your uh, county commission statement. Yeah, what's up? Uh, you, you said, first of all, uh, good people are getting ready to do bad things, and then it seemed like a threat, but you said it's not really a threat. Come on, man. You feel the... You feel the- the general public here. You, you know what I'm talking about. Sorry, hey, sorry. It just clicked over to Bluetooth. Go back to the other way. Oh, my Bluetooth yeah, the Bluetooth is, is terrible. Okay, that's even better. Okay, go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go. Start over. Yeah, my Bluetooth kind of catches up here. Yeah, that's all right. There. That's all right. I'd, I'd rather have it on speaker. It sounds better. I don't know. Uh, I guess bottom line is they're trampling on everybody's rights. They're not listening to the Constitution. No. They're not doing what they're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, I know that part. Um, they're the, they're the, bought and paid for. Um, Ottawa County is on the red. Yeah, well, I know that. The most corruption in the country. I mean, what else do you want to know? No, I no, mean, no. Of course I, that would piss off the American people. No, I understand that. But my, my question to you was, uh, you said bad things are coming. What did you mean by that? Well, when you don't abide by the Constitution and you start not paying attention to the people, what is going to happen? Uh, I, that's what I'm asking you. Are you going to like gather up the the, the 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 militia and storm the cab? I mean, what it what what is? 
Dude, I'm a father of five, and I pour concrete every day okay. trying to make a living. Well, I'm, I, I feel hey. the general feel of the construction guys, um, the general public and stuff, and people are furious. Right. Now, now, when you don't abide by the Constitution and the laws set in place, um, all civilization breaks down. So you're saying now, all civilization breaks down, you have anarchy. Okay. Now, once you say that would be a bad thing coming. Well, I was just, it seemed to me like you were actually leading the charge. When you say bad <laughs> things are coming, that's what you said. I'm just going by well, your I'll words. I'll, hey, I'll tell you this much. If I'm leading the charge, all I got is a skid steer and some concrete pouring tools. So it, if I can uh, slap them in the face okay. with a trowel, that would be lovely. Okay, so if, if, they, if they decided to rally up the troops, would you join them? If it was lawful and peacefully, of course, because okay. that's what Americans do. This, okay. ain't, this ain't about violence. I'm not Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Okay. Um, we're freedom-loving Americans, and when, when we rally, we rally peacefully. Okay. But when we peacefully rally, it's going to be overwhelming in numbers, I can tell you that much. Okay, so if anybody decided to break a window or, or do something, you would say, all right, knock it off. Come on, man. I'm the dude that fixes the windows. Why would I break the windows? Come on, okay. man. I ain't Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Okay. Now, uh, uh, Doug, uh, I, I was reading that uh, a lot of these uh, cases for young people or uh, COVID uh, cases are on the rise for very, very, <laughs> very young kids. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead with this COVID stuff. Yep. Keep going. So is that is that not a thing in your in your world? Well, it's been proven to be a hoax in a couple other countries, and being a concrete guy, I can't quite remember what countries it uh, it is. But this is all designed. The, the COVID ain't nothing but the common cold or the flu, and they have to switch the name over. Oh, that's... And that, that caused everybody okay. to mask up, which caused I bacterial pneumonia. And the bacterial pneumonia wow. caused the numbers to go higher, which yeah. caused people to think, oh, we need a vaccine. Yeah. And then they're going and taking a vaccine that's not a vaccine. So... If you can't tell the truth to the public, um, I guess, quite honestly, the Eric Zane show really ain't worth being on the air. I mean, is the way I see it. Well, Doug, I mean, you said yourself, you're just a concrete guy. How did you get all of this amazing information under your belt? Because I'm actually out in the public talking to people doing work during the day, not stuck in an office uh, reading the Internet. How's that sound? Okay, so you're telling me that when you're out there pouring concrete, you're getting a uh, direct feed to all of this great tech information. Well, uh, when I'm pouring concrete, I'm pouring concrete, so I'm pretty busy at that point. But when I'm out talking to people, meeting customers, um, you get a general feel of what's going on. Oh, okay. Like I said, when, when they don't abide by the Constitution, right, right. don't abide by the law, and they try promoting these lies of COVID uh -huh, yeah. and all this other stuff, and you guys encourage it, right, I right. would say you're a part of the guilty party, yeah, don't you think? Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I just want to make sure. I mean, uh, I, I, I know I had options of either, you know, talking to a physician or I could go talk to the guy whose lawn that I mow like you and then get all right. my my information so are you saying you that you are, yeah are you saying that the way to actually get the information about the public and general uh, health is to you know bump into people on the street 
For sure, for sure. Oh, okay. You, I mean, if you, if you want to learn about um, yeah. um, rocketry or something like that, you don't go to your local um, uh, dentist. Yeah. Right? You go talk to the guy who builds rocket yeah, engines, exactly, right? exactly. If I want to go learn about uh, COVID research and, and uh, you know, uh, medicine, I'm going to go talk to uh, a bricklayer. Well, okay, so for, for that instance, yeah, I, I run into right. doctors. Um, I run into different Perfect. people of that sort. And, and when I hear that COVID was starting to show up in the area in October of yes. 2019, I right. question what's going on. Yeah, of course and you then, did. And then when you keep on digging and you find the research because everything has been censored by right. the American um, media, um, right down the line, government, then you start finding the truth. And the horrifying truth is that this is all a hoax. And, and I would appreciate, I mean, hey, I, what are you guys, GRD? No, no, I have been off of the radio for years. I do a podcast now. Okay, okay, so, okay, good. So that, that, that that's awesome. So um, you know how it is. Why did you leave GRD? Could you not tell the truth over there? Or no, what there? no, no, they just hated me. It just, I just got fired, Doug. No, that's fine. So, I, yeah, so I, I guess the, the bottom story is here. Uh, where do you get your information yeah. from? Is that the well, question you're asking? No, well, yeah, that's. I mean, you you talked about your digging. Can you tell me the extent of digging you do to get all this top notch medical information? Well, a lot of it, a lot of it comes from common sense and putting the two and two together. When, oh, when there's no flu okay. numbers. There's no there's no um, yeah. cold numbers coming in. Right. And so you start seeing the the other numbers kind of lining up with that roughly. I mean, just common sense right. says that, okay, there's something fishy going okay, on Okay, so common well, sense meaning, like, you have a feeling, and then, oh, well, it can't be true, even though there are I mean, tons of people that have died, right? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that die every year. What do they die from? Now, when you start seeing that doctors can get more money if it's proven, or if they can write yeah. down COVID... Right. Well, son of well, a gun. Well, yeah. that's an easy way to make some more money, that's, right? Yeah, I, I, I've heard that one, too. So let me ask you this, Doug. Um, you, you no doubt go to the doctor to get a, a physical and a checkup, correct? Uh, no, actually, I haven't been to the doctor in quite a few years because I, I the whole... Uh, right. The well, whole medical system. Well, I know I got a, that, but brainwash system. Yep, of people yep. just reading out of books. So, well, then, well, then, what about uh, the I know kids? To go to the doctor. What about the kids? Yeah, the kids routinely go to the doctor. Oh, they do. Sure. Why? For why? Sure. Why? Why in the world would the kids go to the doctor? Why? Why would the kids go to the doctor? Yeah, I don't under, I don't understand in why. Order to, in order to meet their insurance requirements, you kind of got to show up every once in a while. Yeah, they but know how the kids well, I mean, yeah, but if the doc says gives you some advice about the kid, maybe let uh, the kid has cancer or something, you're not going to trust the doctor. Well, if the kid got has got cancer this cancer come from and then i would think to myself you know rockefeller decided or found out that he could make medicines from uh, oil in the late 1800s early 1900s but then those medicines they did do some good but then they were found to be cancer causing yeah. so he founded the american cancer institute enough with the history lesson i don't i don't care about why, the history why, lesson. why is it enough of the history well lesson? because uh, yeah i'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, yeah i think i think when what you start dealing with all these doctors and and their book opinions and not them using their common sense right that's when the, the medical system starts think, to fall apart and I, when they, they start and when they don't listen to the code of ethics right, right, uh, right, that right, the right. medical people take when they take their oath and they refuse to see people because of 
a hoax? Come on. Everybody oh. knows the game's up. People out there that have been okay. now you're, you're... brainwashed by the government, and, and it's hard. And, and yeah, it's almost as hard as this too, conversation. I knew from the beginning this COVID was a lie. Okay. Um, it's just a matter of the information. They like to switch words, yeah. you know, with, oh. this, with the vaccine and stuff. That, that All right, hold on, approved, hold on. But not approved. It's not even a vaccine. Take a breath. It's not even a vaccine. All right, now listen to me, because it's very difficult getting a word in, in with you, and I'm, I'm trying to focus on one thing, and then you keep kind of... No, no, and I apologize for that. I'm driving down the highway. I know right it. Now, well, fucking... My, my, Take a breath, Jesus. Uh, this a bit this, this is what I'm telling you. This is what it seems to me. You won't go to a doctor. You say that. You don't trust doctors. And then, uh, well, why do you even bother taking your kids to the doctor? Are you telling me that if you didn't have to, uh, uh, for insurance purposes, your kids would not even go to a physician? <laughs> no, see, you're putting words in my mouth. Well, that's I'm what too busy providing no, I'm for not. my family pouring concrete every day. <laughs> it's not to the take case. The time to go to the doctor. Uh, okay, a whatever. Lot of guys out there like me. Okay, so, so don't put words in my mouth just because I'm your fancy podcast and stuff. <laughs> that, that ain't what we're gonna do here. No, 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 no. I provide for my family. I know you pour I do concrete. What I'm supposed to do, and I have a couple personal opinions. Now, if that others. Well, hold on a minute. To go in the corner and uh, shit. Cry for a little while. I got to get back to work here. I'm I not done with you. Do. There's I, people that uh, expect stuff out of me every day. I am um, not so done I'm with you. Get back to work here. Okay? This is this is God a hard. America, all you freedom loving yeah, men out there, too. stand strong. You asshole. Go fuck yourself, Doug. What the fuck. All right. I think. Outside of the nonstop fucking, wait, wouldn't shut up. So that was next to impossible. But I'm kind of glad it happened because every time, every time I'm trying to logic through it, it, be, it goes the way, that's what you get. That's the type of guy who's waving that flag. Holy shit. Well, anyway, Doug's, did you guys know that Doug pours concrete for a living? So the extent of his knowledge is, uh, did he say talking with folks and common sense? Okay. Got it. Uh, Stevie says asshole of the day. The Duchess says lunatic. Adam says, this made my day. Thank you, Eric. Michael says, if he gets COVID and dies, I'm supposed to have sympathy for him. No, no, no. We don't care. We actually hope he gets COVID. What an asshole. My God. I want to call him back and tell him to fuck off again. What a fucking lunatic. Jesus. Stevie says, take a shot every time he says concrete. All right. Didn't let me down. Son of a bitch. Join me on Patreon a little bit later on, patreon.com slash Eric Zane.
Uh, just had a uh, person sign up for a full year, five or ten bucks a month. Ten bucks is if you like watching the show. The uh, Patreon bonus podcast, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast live streams. Uh, and uh, so that is audio, video, live streams. Five bucks a month is for the majority of people. They just love having something else to listen to. If you like listening to podcasts, and specifically my podcast, and then when my podcast ends, you're like, my God, I still have four more hours in the day to listen to shit. What do I do? Uh, finding a good podcast is tough. Consider my Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. God bless TC Paintball. What a freaking time we had yesterday. If you want to schedule your own party, tcpaintballgr.com. Book a party at TC Paintball. Little League on Wednesdays. I can't stress enough. The kids looking for something to do fun after school, you know, uh, reach out to my friends at TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. Bennett Flooring Installation just signed up for more advertising. You'll be hearing more from them. If you are in need, call them, 616-318-0167. That's 616-318-0167. Call or text. And uh, I love how this business works. It is uh, uh, the Bennett uh, the Bennett uh, cousins together doing this. And, um, you know, it, it's great because you're going to save a lot of money and it's going to be the most professional job that there is. And when I say save a lot of money, it's because you've done a lot of the work. You've ripped up the old stuff. You've already purchased your flooring. You call the Bennett boys. They will measure the room and then determine how much it's going to cost. And you will pay a lot less for this flooring install than any of the other guys. I can promise you that. Have it done professionally. Bennett Flooring Installation. BennettFlooringInstallation.com or 616-318-0167. Full House Comedy. It was an amazing week of shows with John Heffron and John Reap. Now we look to a uh, week where we have Mitch Fatal in town and Eddie Griffin in town. Mitch Fatel from September 1st to September 4th. September 1st, Howard City Lanes. You've got a 7.30 and a 9.30 show. I love shows at, at Howard City Lanes, and the food is awesome. My God. On September 2nd, Full House Comedy, Spectrum Lanes for two shows again, 7.30 and 9.30. And then September 3rd, Rockford Lanes. September 4th, that would be Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. Eddie Griffin, September 3rd, Park uh, Theater. September 4th, Park Theater as well. Get tickets, fullhousecomedy.com. Please help Big Dick Donnie by pumping some life into his soul by going to see a comedy show. Skip going to Dr. Grin's and go see comedy at any one of the Full House Comedy venues. I love Dr. Grin's, but they're the big swinging dick, and Big Dick Donnie wants to prove that his dick is bigger than theirs. FullHouseComedy.com.
All right. I think we need to uh, still digesting and processing that fucking idiot that we just talked to. Jason Schaefer writes, he got too amped up too quickly and wasn't ready for a debate. And then, of course, Jason wrecks it with the comment, but I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, he's coming from a world of fucking crazy. Jeez. Zane never thought someone would think of him as, uh, what is that word? How do I say that? Bourgeoisie? Bougie? How do you say that? Your high society RSVP is in the mail, bud. All right. God, that guy annoyed the fucking shit out of me. Fancy schmancy podcast. Patriot Nick says you wish ill or potentially death on someone because they disagree with you. It's so much more than that. That's going to change hearts and minds. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. Well, first of all, anybody's mind is made. There's brainwashed is first of all, you and him. Uh, the, the attempt is not to change anyone's mind. It's simply to point out that this is your coming fate. That's the idea. If you think for a second that I'm in this business to go and change your mind, I don't give a fuck. I just want you to listen to the show. Aram says, I don't have a strong opinion either way. What? He held his own, though. No, he didn't. He just sat there and talked over me and blathered. That's not a conversation. That's not holding your own. And the brainwashed argument could be said about the other side, too. No, it can't because it's actually steeped in facts. That's different. Brainwashed is what that guy is along with flat earthers. My God. Adam says warning someone of their upcoming fate is absolutely an attempt at changing their mind. Well, if it changes their mind, great. But I'm telling you right now, I don't go into anything with the attempt to change your mind. It's simply to point out how stupid you are. All right. Enough of that. Uh, I want to get into the story of a name that you might recognize from some time ago. It is Nandy Bushell. In the past year, I featured a couple videos, and I will link them up again, of... Uh, this kid, I think she's from, Eng- from England, from the UK, uh, somewhere. And she was the uh, 11-year-old kid who, in a uh, viral video, said, I challenge you, Dave Grohl, to a drum-off. And she's sitting at her kit and then just kills it. I mean, like, really, really good. And you're thinking, oh, my God. Well, Dave Grohl... Uh, Everybody who knows him sees this video and says, Dave, check this out. She's calling you out. And then he, he doesn't feel like pay attention to it. And then he indicated that, hey, uh, my friends were like, no, seriously, dude, you need to do something here. 
So then he shoots a video of himself. He goes, all right, Nandy, I'm not, I'm not going to take this from you. And then he uh, does a big drum solo and then fires it off to the Internet. Well, then she responds to, uh, back and kicks his ass again. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I was all about this. And, and one of the things that drives me nuts is when people um, poo-poo when something really fantastic happens. It's, oh, yeah, I'm sick of this little kid. She's a, she's a precocious asshole. And I, I, I never got that at all from Nandy Bushell. I was too, first of all, engaged in the uh, out-of-this-world talent that sh- that she has on display. Whenever I see uh, a young person uh, be the rare person who is so overwhelmingly good at something that would appear to normally take a person like, you know, years and years and years of extensive training to be really good at, I'm always really impressed with those things. Whenever I see guitar prodigies or Typically, it's something in music uh, or singing or something like that. I'm always like, wow, how is that where this 11-year-old kid is, is, uh, is, is destroying Dave Grohl, okay? So it was cool. And I was, all, I was a little bit taken back because people were like, oh, yeah, she's a precocious asshole. And I'm like, I'm not getting that at all from her. And then he ended up uh, uh, writing a song about her. And you see the reaction video to her. You know, at the end of the day, this is still an 11-year-old little girl who, you know, whatever. And uh, so I thought it was cool. I, I bought into the story. And then, then I guess they became pals. And then just the other day, this happened. And I, 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 I don't want to play the music or play the audio from for you, but uh, I'm, I'm going to link it up. But it, uh, the Foo Fighters performed in Inglewood, California to a uh, – packed house at the forum and they finished the performance the encore present uh, performance was the song everlong the 1997 song by the foo fighters and Grohl does a better job than me explaining that story that i just told you and he goes all right and then you see the uh the uh crew wheel out a drum kit right up in the stage in front of is it Taylor Hawkins? Is that the guy's name? Who's a normal drummer for the Foo Fighters? I think it is. He's not playing drums in this song. Nandy is. And he brings out Nandy Bushell. And she walks out, and she's intimidated by 20,000 people. Grohl has to grab her by her little hand and walk her up to the front, and she's standing there, and she looks a little bit uneasy. And then... um. She puts her hands up like this, and they go they go crazy. And she does she looks really uncomfortable. I thought she was going to get the yips, you know. So you know the plan is no doubt they they've uh, rehearsed. But uh, as she's walking toward the kit, if you pay attention, about two steps from the kit, that's when she seems like you can almost sense the um, nerves just kind of leave because as soon as she sits behind the kit you know she's got to start the song one two three boom and then the band starts and uh wow it it blew me away i'm not gonna lie to you it was uh it was that good she didn't i mean to be can you imagine this 11 year old kid being plopped up in front of twenty thousand people and flawlessly performing that song i was it was so fucking great Holy shit. And then she comes out after that, and that's the encore. They're gonna everybody's gonna take a bow. She gets up from the drum kit 
and uh, they start shit. The whole 20,000 people going, Nandy, Nandy, Nandy. And she's like looking around. She doesn't know what to do. 11-year-old kid. It was fantastic. You must see this. You must see this. I will link up everything you need to see uh, in the show notes of this and on the website. Absolutely spectacular. Was, in my opinion, the best story from the weekend. Next to this. I hope this does not become an inter- a, uh, internet challenge, which, by the way, I've been seeing some even better, uh, even more amazing uh, milk crate challenges. Uh, I cannot get enough of milk crate challenge videos. Why is it only, why are only black people doing this? Why? <laughs> and the reactions when you see somebody like break their fucking back. Oh, so ridiculous. I saw one dumb fuck. Uh, he had a, uh, a box of like um, blue chalk. He was the dad to be. And he, he was walking up, and of course, he falls down. It's a gender reveal. The blue chalk goes flying. It's a boy. It's a boy. Somebody said that one was fake, but I don't believe that. I can't get enough of, uh, of those things. I, I am disappointed, but impressed when someone makes it. What? Oh, God. Who is the brilliant, brilliant soul who came up with that? You know what you should do? You should right away... Uh, verbal trademark. Contact the company that makes those crates, because the only way to get those crates is by stealing them from like a company that delivers milk, right? Is uh, slap a label on them, buy them in bulk, and then just sell them and make the profit. I don't know how much they are in bulk, but if you were to buy a ton of these milk crates. And then sell them as a game. Of course, you'd be it'd be a lot of uh, I don't know. It'd be a lot of it'd be occupying a lot of space in your warehouse, and you have to mail whatever thirty crates. How does it go? Does it go level one, and then on level two, there's two crates. Then level three, there's three crates. Four, five, and then it goes up to six. So it's six, eleven, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one. Plus five is 26, plus four is 30, 33, 35, 36 crates. That's a lot of crates. Let's go steal them, I guess. I love that so much. Milk crate challenge, new favorite. The condom challenge. Ah, boy. Now, if this one catches on, it was so bad with, like, Gorilla uh, Glue Lady. But, man, um. The Times of India reporting that 25-year-old Salman Misra checked into a hotel in the community of Juhapura back in June. You know, we uh, we get stories from the Times of India on a d- delayed basis. They were looking for uh, two things, do some drugs and have some sex. So, uh, Salman, fiance, hotel, have a drug issue, wanted to have some sex. But uh, Salman's fiance did not want to get pregnant, uh, pregnant, nor did Salman want to have be a father. So, uh, what you do? You put on a condom. 
and he didn't have one. Quote from the police, since they did not have a condom, but did have something else, they decided to apply the adhesive on his private parts to ensure that she does not get pregnant. Now, I'm not exactly sure if they slathered on the entire shaft like a bit of shellac protectant on the penis or if they took the tube and jammed it in his dick tip and filled his dick full of this in order to block the jizz. But that's what he did. They uh, were carrying the adhesive as they occasionally used it with whitener to inhale the mixture uh, in hopes to get high. Uh, A day later, Salman Misra was found in the bushes uh, outside of where they were. He was taken to the hospital and he was in bad shape. What happens when you when you uh, uh, I guess put this on your uh, on your body like that? And uh, I mean, I'm guessing if it was, uh, it's one thing if it's on the skin, all that material that's in the glue is going to absorb into your your dick and then get into your bloodstream. And even made worse if you do it through your dick tip. I mean, my God. Well, um, that was causing real problems, and the docs are like, "Well, this is getting bad, and his organs are failing." He, in fact, died. Salman Misra died from putting uh, glue epoxy on his dick. It caused multiple organ failure. Wow. So that's that. Try to use that as a way, as a, a method of birth control. Holy shit. Man, that is uh, something you want to avoid. The condom challenge, as it's being described. Uh, online as a viral story. Hey, I want to thank uh, Joe Martinez from, uh, Blue, uh, not Blue Frost, A&E Heating and Cooling. You can tell I'm running out of gas. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. I know it's hot now, but it won't be long till we're thinking about uh, getting the uh, furnaces uh, fired up, and you need a check before you do that. Always remember, uh, it's about time to get ready to start scheduling, 616-516-8579. If you are in their system It'll be scheduled for you. Hey, Joe's coming this day. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling. If you need anything at all, Heating and Cooling, reach out to them. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the show. Blue Frost IT, online at bluefrostit.com, 616-285-50. If your business needs anything tech-related, especially a small or medium-sized business, whether it's project work, uh retrofitting your office, moving your tech, getting new tech. Maybe it's managed IT service provider work, meaning that they're uh, in charge of your tech. If anything goes down, they will service it rather quickly for you. That requires a monthly fee. I utilize them for that, and you should too. 616-285-50. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332. 6505 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the U.S., reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right?
could be anywhere at all in the U.S. with the exception of Maine, uh, uh, Alaska, Hawaii, and South Carolina. Thank you so much to Mario, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. NMLS number 3035. Uh, don't forget about uh, running against Mike Ball. Got a little bit of a training update for you. Supposed to get a long run in this week. The word supposed to indicates that I probably didn't. Twelve mile run was supposed to happen. I got about a third of that. I am starting to think that I'm going to get murdered in this race. Yes, I'll be able to finish. Will I win? No. I want you to go to atcp.org slash Eric Zane, atcp.org slash Eric Zane, and put your bet in for $25. I'm giving away $600 in prizes to the person who bets correctly. A, who's going to win? B, by how much time? It's that simple. Go there, drop $25, AT. Children's Project gets that money for research to help a deadly disease, a child-killing disease. So that's great. That's why we're doing this. And then you could win some serious cash. Aram says, can I change my bet? I put it in back when you were trying. Yes, you can, but it will cost you I'm still trying. It's just uh, some things got in the way. It isn't like I said, I'm just not going to do it. The day got long. What can I say? Actually, uh, yeah, I've got a full week of training that I'm going to try to do correctly this week. I'll let you know. Don't worry. It's not not over yet. ATCP.org slash Eric Zane. Uh, the Duchess says, referring to the story about the guy who just died, that's a bloodline that needed to be ended anyway. So true. Okay, let me run this one by you. Tell me what you think about this. You're getting married. Hang on, I need water. It's a destination wedding. I think that would be fun. You know, if you got enough time to plan, you love the people enough. Somebody wants to get married in the Bahamas. Ah, what the hell? You figure it out. You go if you can. If you can't make it, you let them know, right? This couple spent a ton of money on their destination wedding. And they uh, spent a lot of money on the food, of course. And one of the things they did was they said, please let us know if you are coming. You, you uh, must RSVP. So the people do. And then, uh, but it's a, it turns into kind of a problem. As these two that got married, Doug and Deidre Simmons, who I'm pretty sure paid for this wedding themselves. They're in their mid-40s. Um, if you RSVP that you're coming, they make plans for you to be there. And they basically pay for your food going to do if uh, 
you do all this, and then a couple says that they are coming, and then they do not show up at the wedding. Basically, you're eating that $240. All right. Would you send the bill to the people? Because Doug and Deidre did just that. They said, RSVP, uh, these two schmoes say, yep, we're going. And uh, so they had a spot for them at the table at the Royal Tenegral Resort and Spa in Jamaica. And then they did not show up. In an August 23rd Facebook post shared by 6,000 people, Doug wrote, don't be offended when I send this invoice to you. It's going to look like this. I'll be sending it via email and certified mail just in case you ain't get the email. You ain't get the email. Hashtag petty post. Well, it's a little weird that it wound up on Facebook. I mean, why would you post it to your account? Doug Simmons told the New York Post that he repeatedly asked guests if they could make the destination wedding. Even after assuming him, or I'm sorry, assuring him they'd be there, some guests still didn't show, according to Simmons, without so much as a call or a text. Yes, that's rude. I took that personally, Simmons told the Post. While the Simmons have seemingly taken all the attention in stride, well, yeah, it seems like they wanted it if they posted it on Facebook. I mean, if you, if I, if you get married and then, that happens, and then, I mean, it's one thing to send the bill out, but it's another thing if you're going to post to the world that you've done this. Hey, look at what I did. I what, what do you think about this? I don't know. They admit it's not about the money. They said it's about feeling hurt and disrespected by the no-shows. Well, I don't know. If he hadn't posted it on Facebook, maybe. <coughs> Excuse me. Whether they will follow through on the request is another story. The couple said they're accepting payments uh, via PayPal. I honestly, I would not have had a problem with this if they just sent it along and nobody was the wiser. But to make it known like that, I hope nobody pays him a fucking dime. I'd say, yeah, you know what? You sending this to me while you're grandstanding and making a big deal about it for the world on Facebook. Why don't you go fuck yourself? And you run into the uh, the issue where... Um, if you just sent it and personally one-on-one said, look, we paid the, for this for you to be there, do you think maybe we could get that money back and then hope for the best? I think that's a way to get it. There's no way in hell I would pay that just based on how much of an asshole uh, this guy's been at uh, with regarding this. So I don't know. I think that's kind of stupid. If you committed to attend, it's so rude to bail out, but dot, dot, dot. I don't know about that. I'd say get married in a country where polygamy is legal. (laughs) Wait a minute. But no man could handle that much nagging. Uh, That's strange. Thank you, Ben. All right. I was going to, I was going to at this time call that hillbilly idiot, but I, I stumbled into it early, so I can't do it now. All right, we're going to do the asshole of the day next. I think I know who it is.
hell is my sharpie? This is not good. You could establish a um, a whole video of me looking for the sharpie. There it is. Got it's always behind something. Damn it! Arise Zen Hydroponics wants you to reach out to them if you want to grow anything indoors, outdoors, flowers, vegetables, cannabis, you name it. HorizonHydroponics.com. Order in the U.S. two fifty and over. They ship it free. Use the coupon code Zane Show at checkout, and you will save ten percent. You can also order online and pick it up at one of their brick and mortar stores. Thank you, Horizon Hydroponics. I saw Kyle from Dumpster Divers at Paintball yesterday. He had a ball. Uh, if you need a dumpster and you are in West Michigan, 616-375-9962, call or text. The dumpsters uh, have as much space as those big, long, ugly, short-walled dumpsters you see in people's driveways. And that's because they're more compact, but the walls are higher. Higher walls. I was just talking to Kyle. He said he had somebody on Facebook. Uh, or on Google, gave him a bad review because they said the dumpster was too small than what they promised him. He goes, no, that's all our dumpsters are that size. Well, yeah, it was too small. No, it wasn't. If you measure height, width, depth, you're going to get a number. That's the same number as you'd get on the super long dumpsters because they are shorter walled, but the volume is still the same. You dumb bitch. Call or text dumpster diver 616-375-9962. And then... Bring it up the rear. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Get your car repaired at Irvine's. The best in the business. If you're in West Michigan, reach out to them, and they will get uh, you in order and uh, take care of your domestic Asian or European vehicle. Adam says, asshole of the day, Jocko, for being cooler and tougher than I will ever be. I love Jocko. Kenny says, you got to know your stuff before posting a bad Google review. Trust me. Well done. Uh, Adam says, Kyle effing bailed on me yesterday. He reached out to me about that, Adam. You two were going to have a little uh, powwow about something. And he said that uh, he, he, uh, he felt bad that he had to bail, but he had to go. All right. The asshole of the day for that horrible, very difficult discussion with that fucking Doug Vandergraaf. Boy, can you imagine uh, being Mrs. Vandergraaf trying to fucking get a word in? Jesus, what a pain in the ass. Patriot Nick says, asshole of the day is the holier than thou vaxxers. Wishing death or illness on those who disagree with you. You're such a stupid asshole. It has nothing to do with holier than thou. I'm just telling you this. If I'm a doctor, if I'm a doctor, and you come into my hospital, and you're sick, you're being turned away if you do not have a vaccine. Because I'll be damned if my hospital is going to be filled up with you stubborn buttfucks and occupy spaces that could be for a person who actually uh, uh, needs it, 
who has done all they can to keep the what if what's going to happen if the cancer patient needs ICU care and dumb fuck Nick is in the ICU because he's too stupid to get a fucking vaccine. Hi. Whoa. I'm Sarah. Sorry. Fuck that. True shouldn't wish death upon anyone. Okay. Okay, guys. Yeah, right. Because that's the big problem. Shut up. All right. Sarah's got it down. Have a good day, everybody. Even you stubborn jackasses. Till next time. Sierra Tencho Podcast. Talk to you on the Patreon a little later on. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.